brick set count of how many bricks you own? Uh, I wish uh, I wish I did. I've got to the point where there's too many to count or uh, be organized, to be honest. Call it out. You got some illegal uh, Lego builds here. Uh, <laughs> I see some uh, wrenches as legs here in a scorpion. Lego. Hey all you LEGO studs, welcome back to the LEGO Stud Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett. For today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the bricking news. Then we're going to dive into a new LEGO designer interview with Thomas Jenkins and his awesome Star Wars and micro creations. I want to send a special shout out to Rachel Boren, who sent me a voice message over Anchor.fm. She says that she's actually never had LEGOs before, and this year she got the Friends Central Perk set which she thinks was a great build. She's been building it now twice through COVID and looking to try to take on Monica's and Rachel's apartment by herself. This is awesome. Thank you for sending the message, Rachel. And if any of you also want to send me a message, you can do so through Anchor, and I'll give you a shout-out on uh, the podcast. First things first, though, let's get to that news. Lego has come out with the Monkey Kid with an IE, not EY. And this is based on a Chinese proverb and is definitely catered to the Chinese market with a animated series coming out this summer. And the initial wave of sets has already been released on lego.com, which comes to a grand total of eight sets with the largest set being the Monkey Kid Team Secret Headquarters, which is a barred shape at 1,959 pieces and their Monkey King Warrior Mech, which is 1,629 pieces, which is a large mechanical-like creature with very distinct Chinese stylings to it it looks like an interesting set it looks like almost a spin-off to the ninjago sets and will definitely play a large factor in sales in the chinese market so during covid19 a lot of us have a lot of downtime so we'll be playing quite a few video games so lego decided for their ninjago movie video game they're going to give it to us for free for a limited time this can be played through xbox playstation and pc and this is free to download up until the 21st of May. So if you haven't bought the game yet and you want to play, this is a great time to go out and get it for free. On the video game front, LEGO also announced that the Skywalker Complete Saga will be released on October 20th with upwards of 500 Star Wars characters that are playable in the game. it's That's crazy. I mean, we already had, what, 60, 70 in the first couple video games? So this is going to be a very broadly scoped game so look forward to that maybe we'll see some exclusive sets coming out to go with that so lego's known for selling lego sets but they're also working with chronicle books to sell puzzles and stationery which are up for pre-order you can go onto chronicle books and buy a minifigure puzzle which has a bunch of minifigures you can build it's a thousand piece puzzle they also have the faces another thousand piece puzzle ice cream and a few journals which is cool if you like other things than just Lego, because I know people collect the plush dolls as well, and keychains and so on. For Lego ideas this month, Lego is looking for a holiday slash vacation build contest, which will be entered as a gift with purchase set. The set must have a minimum of 150 bricks and a maximum of 250 bricks, catered around the theme of holiday vacation. If you look on the Lego ideas set, a lot of people have been thinking of summer vacation or ways to travel, things that are opposite of what we're doing. 
doing right now. And if you have an idea, you still have about 25 days to get that done. And it could be cool. You could have one of your own sets as a gift with purchase. So about two weeks ago, we had the May the 4th event for Lego Star Wars. And a lot of the products we saw go out of stock rather quickly. And this just wasn't concerning Star Wars sets, but a lot of sets in general have been going out of stock. This prompted Lego to come out with a statement concerning product availability. And now I'll read a direct quote from Lego concerning this. We have been fortunate that our factories in Europe and Asia continue to operate. Our factory in Mexico has been closed for the past few weeks after the Mexican government ordered all non-essential manufacturing sites to close while the country focuses on preventing the spread of the virus. We have been using our full global supply chain to ship products to all markets and fulfill orders as much as possible. While COVID-19 has created a very dynamic and uncertain environment, at this stage, it hasn't impacted decisions about when to retire products. So we'll likely see some products retire this year, even though there has been some shipment delays or back orders. I know I'm still waiting for my Tanta 4 Star Wars set to come in. It was sold out at the time of purchase. So if your item hasn't shipped yet or it's on back order, don't worry, Lego is working on it, trying to figure out the best way to get their shipments out to their customers. Now, our biggest news that I kind of briefed a little bit on last week was the new Haunted House, which is this year's fairground set. It's 10273 Haunted House with 3,231 pieces, priced at $249.99 US dollar, and it will be available on the 20th of May. Wow, this set is awesome. They had a great and hilarious video showing the designers and how they went on to create this build. Having a cool detailed interior with a automated creaking door, which I'm guessing the creaking isn't part of it, but maybe you can add a sound module and make it so. Then they also have the tower, which is actually a free fall tower, just like you'd think of Hollywood Tower in Disney World. In the video, it was really funny. They talked about they made it two meters high and it worked, which it shows it didn't, but it was really funny to watch. This set can be motorized. You can go and buy 88009 hub, which is about $50 US, and two 88008 motors at $17 a piece. They didn't specify exactly what it would be for, but it does use the Power Function app, and I'm guessing it automates opening the doors as well as lifting and dropping the ride for the tower. An extra $85 total is a little pricey for a set that's $250, but it still could be cool. If you already have some of these fairground sets and want to motorize it with them, that's definitely an option with this set. And finally, the part of LEGO that did change for this set was they ditched the Creator Expert logo. It is now just branded as an 18 plus set. And it looks like that's just how they're going to cater to adult sets now. Instead of making it a Creator Expert or anything that sounds more of a challenge for people, they're just going to add that age uh, recommendation, which I mean, I was building 16 plus sets when I was 10 years. Anyone can probably build these. It's just going to take some more time and creativity. Thank you for sticking around listening to the news. And now we'll get on to our interview with our Lego designer, Thomas Jenkins. Ah, crap. I got one by two stuck together. Give me a second. I got to go get a brick separator. While I'm looking for this brick separator, let me talk to you about how I started this podcast. First, I YouTube how to start a podcast. And then I found out one thing. You need to have a host. I didn't know what a host was. See, your podcast isn't hosted on Spotify or Apple Music. It's stored somewhere else, which is called a host. And the first site I found was Anchor. It just makes the process so easy for a beginner like me. 
Not only could I edit and record my podcast on my phone or on the website, but it could upload it automatically to Spotify and Apple Podcast. And when you think you've got the basics down, you could step it up, maybe start making some money on your podcast. And Anchor brings it to you all in one easy package. So I can't stress enough, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast. One site that makes it easy and simple to start. Sorry, that took a minute. As you know, one by twos are almost impossible to separate. Hey everyone, so for this part of the podcast, we're going to be talking with our Lego designer, Thomas Jenkins. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Thomas. Yeah, um, yeah my name's Thomas Jenkins. Thank you for introducing me. Um, I'm, uh, I'm currently living in Japan, but I'm originally from the UK. I've been living here for about six years now. I've been playing with Lego a lot longer than that <laughs> since I was about four years old, 20-something years ago now. And uh, yeah, I mostly build um, Lego Star Wars, what I'm really into at the moment. Awesome. I always recommend everybody... you. Definitely, while you're listening, go check out his page, Thomas underscore Jenkins underscore Bricks, for some great builds. And we'll start off with a couple open-ended questions, and we'll just open up the conversation from there. First and foremost, I always ask, if you were a minifigure, what items would you be holding, and what would your minifigure look like? A good question. Um, I've actually got this little minifigure torso right here, and uh, it's actually not wearing anything. It's uh, it's like a bare-chested uh, minifigure. It's like super ripped. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> for that one, <laughs> uh, that'll be the torso. Any hair or bald? Oh, good question. You go for some outlandish uh, hairstyles. Go for like a stormtrooper helmet or something. Oh, nice, nice. Which wait now? Which one is it going to be? Clone trooper? Oh, or my Sith Trooper? Uh, um, maybe just a, I don't know, maybe I said, I'd say a clone, but maybe something a bit more um, unique. Down a little rabbit hole here, here now. <laughs> maybe just a standard clone trooper. Yeah. I was going to say, I always love the clone trooper style with the, it almost had like a tail. What would, uh, like at the spot, the antenna piece on the back? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, like uh, phase, uh, phase one. Yes, yeah. The phase one trooper with yellow, because of course that's the commander style. Right. Yeah, they got some pretty cool colors. I'm not sure which I'll go for. Maybe blue. Camo green one, olive green one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Any tools? Uh, any items or utensils that he would hold? Well, I don't know. A lightsaber for me would be the obvious choice. But, uh, I've just come off the... Um, I'm currently in the uh, this Ironforge challenge where we've been having a seed part every every week, coming up with a mock based around that part. Uh, and the last week was banner or a wrench and a hammer. That's a spanner and a wrench in one hand. That's that's all I can think about <laughs> at the moment. The um, lightsaber, do you have a color in, in mind? Do a yellow bar like uh, like Ray has in the uh, in the recent film. I know that all the lightsaber colors have uh, different traits. I always forget what yellow is. They, it's oh, yeah. uh, almost like an equip. Um, I'd have to look it up. That's I'm nerding out a little bit more than Lego already. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the old Republic game, I remember, like um, I know, ten, more than 10 years ago now. And uh, each, could, it was like a role-playing game and you could choose your class. And the class that you chose uh, would kind of determine your lightsaber color. Mm-hmm. There's like yellow, blue, green. And I think you could unlock a few more on the game. Yeah, and I think uh, the yellow, uh, the Jedi, I, I know there was the Jedi sentries or guards would have yellow, but I still mm-hmm. can't remember specifically why. That's another rabbit hole of a podcast we could just dive into, just Star Wars lore <laughs> uh, in itself. So you said you live in Japan, but you're from the mm-hmm. UK. What what brought you to Japan? That's a very good question. So, uh, I guess I just graduated from university, pharmacology and university. Kind of wasn't really sure what kind of job I would be doing once I graduated. I took a bit of time to think and stumbled across a teaching job in Japan on the JET program. I applied and got through, and then um, six years later, I'm still here. <laughs> so. so I'm guessing you like Japan. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I can, no complaints. It's pretty good. <laughs> Where at in Japan are you? Uh, so I'm in a prefecture called Niigata. Uh, it's on the, I don't know, say, I'd say west coast, but it's kind of, um, Japan's kind of like a, a long sort of slanting kind of country. But uh, I live on the opposite side of the country from Tokyo. Okay. And so it's just like a train ride or a flight to Tokyo uh, and a, around the main, that's the main island, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's like a two-hour two-hour train ride on the Shinkansen on the bullet train. Oh, that's awesome. I'm fascinated by the bullet trains. Before Legos, I was a train fan. And then I oh, was yeah, a Lego too. fan. And now I'm a Lego train fan. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, one, of this, one of the questions you sent me was, uh, what, uh, what was your favorite sets and why? Was when I was, I'm not sure how old I would have been uh, when this was released, but there's a... There's this black and yellow classic city train. Uh, the set number is 4559, if you want to look it up. But that was um, one of my favorite sets when I was a kid. Yeah, it was what, a really what good What was the set. name of that? That was the Express? Cargo Railway, I've got it here. Oh, that's right. That's right. I had the Express, which was the blue and white one. I think it was just after that yellow and black one came out. Yeah, I remember around the same time as the black and yellow one was released. Have you, have you ever designed or built your own train? Uh, no, no. I've seen I've seen some really really cool um, train mocks, but I don't think I could uh, I could match that level of um, <laughs> detail or expertise or finesse or whatever you care to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I I try to dive into all different subgenres, I guess. So I'll build a little Lego, Star Wars, little space, and then a little train. But you're right. There are people that are just fantastic, like yourself, in the oh, Star Wars much. style. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think Star Wars is my little kind of thing. I mean, one of the good things about this quarantine thing is uh, there's lots of um, competitions and contests and stuff out at the moment. It's given me an opportunity to kind of push out of my comfort zone a bit. It gets your creativity going. Definitely, definitely. Especially if you're limited to. Um, I mean, there's a there's a style it style it up contest run by Innova Lug recently, and uh, there was every week was a different challenge, like um, like no visible studs or Build in one color. The, the mock has to be balanced on four points, four studs, or something like that. So it really gets you thinking. And then you have to think outside of Star Wars, obviously. In my case, to come up with something um, decent. <laughs> but now on to Star Wars. Is that your right. favorite theme, or are there others? Yeah, I'd say I think so. Um, I'm pretty impressed by this new Monkey Kids theme that's coming out or is out out now. Really quite keen to get my hands on a few of those sets. But yeah, I think Star Wars Star Wars is the one for me. Now, when did you start liking Lego and Star Wars specifically? Was it when they first got the license in 99 or was it uh, like a certain... The first set that I ever owned or built and it was um, it was the um, Forbidden Cove number 6264. Uh, so that was my first ever set. And I think... Um, just a love of Lego grew from there. I was first in line for the for the new for the for the Star Wars sets when they first um, were released. I got the um, there was, I remember there was a Return of the Jedi sets, the two speeder bikes, like a little Endor tree or something like that with the Luke Skywalker figure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was a Phantom Menace, like two DAPs, the STAPs with the two droids. I think Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn, or maybe Jar Jar Binks. I can't quite remember. But I remember buying those, yeah, when I when I saw the uh, the Lego were doing Star Wars uh, sets. Yeah, that was a very exciting time. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I they keep coming out with some new ones, but they also continue to remake. Do you do you mm-hmm. agree with Lego continuing to remake older sets to be more in the better technique and style that we see now, or should they be broadening out? Definitely point of contention uh, amongst uh, Lego Star Wars fans. As long as Lego builds on the ideas that 
come before, like maybe new techniques or new colors or new parts included in the sets, then I, I'm on board with remakes. And it gives it gives um, collectors an opportunity to collect uh, get their hands on things that maybe they missed the first time around. But I don't know, recently, like with sort of like snow speeders and X-Wings, it's a little bit samey. I don't know about you. What do you think? I think that there are certain sets that they should stop remaking, like a... Mm luke's land speeder because they've only made <laughs> yeah. i don't know 15 of those by now maybe Probably try right. something else yeah um, after a point you're not actually like advancing the, the design um i think maybe the the recent one is actually not as good as the previous design i think i would agree i'm not going to go spend that another 20 dollars on something i have three of already i like some of them i i know that like the they're bringing back the new atat which is a redesign of the original ATAT oh, yeah, they made cool. in 2003. It's just, I think that they do too many remakes. There are so many vehicles in Star Wars that they could do. I'm holding out for like the Republic, uh, excuse me, the Royal Starship, the Naboo mm, Starship. If only Lego <laughs> still did Chrome. Chrome, yeah. It'd be quite spectacular. <laughs> so you started purchasing Legos and you really got into the Star Wars theme with the Endor set and the Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, well, it was my grandmother that bought them for me originally, but um, yeah, since then I was, I was kind of hooked. And uh, I'd never really been much of a Star Wars fan, like um, before, before I saw those sets, I think. I think those that kind of really yeah, captivated me, and then I got really into Star Wars after that. And now when you got into them after that, when did you start making your own models? Ah, uh, right. So I'd always been interested in looking at people's models and things. And I'd been a member of, on Flickr for, for quite some time. But I never really, I don't know, had the confidence to make uh, my own models or really had the skill, I think. So I, I kind of dabbled a bit for a few years. Um, must have been maybe in, in high school or just after. But then um, I think when I went to university, I think I went for a, for a long period of not building anything or not buying any Lego sets. And it's only like, it's only really the last few years that I've really, I don't know, knuckled down and, and my skills have really kind of developed quite quickly and quite quite nicely. <laughs> I think maybe like two years ago, I, I built that Arc 170, and that was the first that was the first in a long in a long in a long time that I built. Yeah, it actually turned out pretty well. So I think that kind of inspired. Finally, taking it up and building yourself. Did you start with just sets you had, or and pieces you owned, or did you like go out and uh, just buy some parts and kind of piece them together? What what's your process? I'm, I guess I'm asking. I probably, so yeah, that's a good question. So usually when I when I um down to build something, I usually look at the the parts that I have uh, in my collection or um, I've usually got like a little box of um, little whips or little techniques that I, I want to try and incorporate into a model it's kind of like something usually uh, grows from that from like a, a specific part or a specific technique so I think with the arc 170 that that model that kind of kick-started this kind of mock career it was I think it was the the nose I think of the of the uh, of the ship it's got quite like a pointy kind of angular uh, nose. So I, I had a technique in mind to build that. And then the rest of the ship just kind of bit by bit grew from there. How many? So you must have an extensive collection. Uh, well, I, I do. But the problem is it's um, it's back at my parents' house in the UK. Most of the <laughs> so uh, whenever I go back to the UK, I try to bring an extra suitcase full and um, <laughs> break. I was gonna say, do you have a uh, brick set count of how many bricks you own? Uh, I wish uh, I wish I did. I've got to the point where there's too many to count or uh, be organized. To be honest. Well, I guess that's a good problem to have, especially as a mock builder. I guess so. But the problem is when you actually want to find something. That I have the same problem. All my all my sets are bagged up individually. I need to 
start doing my own organizational style because half of them are here and then the other half are also at my parents house and they're looking for me to get rid of them as well um i think my parents would be very happy if they um yeah had a free room in the house <laughs> being in japan and having a limited number amount of bricks do you design still just by piecing things together or do you use a uh, one of the online design programs yeah i do i dabble in uh, in you know, studio the bricklink program but i don't know it's not a substitute for for physical bricks in your hands you can really get a sense of um expansion and connections between the bricks uh, that's something you can't really get in a, in a dig- digital build favor physical bricks but the digital programs are quite quite handy uh, yeah i would say from the looks of your builds there are some that it would be almost impossible to do digitally because I, uh, I, I'm, I'll call it out. You got some illegal uh, Lego builds here. Uh, <laughs> I see some uh, wrenches as legs here in a scorpion. Uh, you've got your weapon with a gun handle as a wrench. I, I think you like the wrench. Um, oh, well, that was, that was for the, this, this Iron Forge uh, challenge or contest uh, that I'm part of at the moment. But yeah, that hammer and that wrench was with that was the, those were the two seed parts that I had to include in the models for one week. What did you say was this week's again? Uh, the actually the I'm, I'm actually made it to the top four. I just found out this morning. And this new part is the oh, it's, a, it's a Technic connector. Yeah, so the, the first week was uh, minifigure legs. The second week was that that wrench and the hammer. Uh, third week was uh, stud shooter. The much maligned stud shooter that um, usually gets overlooked when we buy new sets. They're pretty mm-hmm. kind of ubiquitous nowadays. I came up with some interesting stuff with that one. I was uh, to love it as well. <laughs> but now in, in the final four, I can't believe I actually made it to the final four. Uh, the other three contestants are very, very talented. I feel very out of my depth. Here is part 32039. So it's a technique piece. I'm not really sure what to do with it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, if you were looking at it, it's uh, it's called the Technic Axle Connector with Axle Hole. So it's kind of like, yeah, two perpendicular Technic parts. And for mm. people who don't know Lego, that's very hard to understand what we're talking about. But um, I, I would understand that could be challenging. Yeah, I'm not sure what applications there are outside of Technic, really. Um, there's Axle Holes. It's clear that the build evolved around that part, I think. Hmm, Okay. Very cool. <coughs> Apologies. Sorry. I have I've had a cough for a couple of days now. It's terrible. I had to wear a mask um, everywhere uh, in Japan. And the mask is kind of like chafing the end of my nose. I've got this big red uh, <laughs> scar. <on my> <laughs> yeah, we, we wear masks here too, even in work. And if, if you are working, a lot of people are still working from home here, mm. uh, which, you know, it's changed a lot of things. But, you know, it's given people opportunities to spend some more time on their hobbies, which is cool. Yeah, that's that's an upside for sure. For me, I have always had a favorite set. I'm I'm very partial to the Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon, as most of us are. I really enjoy some of the adventure uh, themes from the early 2000s. Oh yeah, with the called Johnny Thunder. Yeah, Johnny Thunder. Yeah, I I was well into those too. I was big like an Egyptians fan (laughs) when I was maybe ten years old or something. I got one of the the blimp from that series, and oh, I really? still have it. But I was going to say, concerning that, what is your favorite Lego set that you've either purchased or still looking to purchase in the future? I don't know. That obviously, like you said, the UCS Falcon is is uh, an obvious choice. Um, I, I don't own it. It'd be quite uh, quite a building experience, I'd imagine. There was a UCS um, Slave One. There's, a, there's, a, there's also a system scale Slave One that looks really cool. 
Uh, don't know the, don't know those those either, but I'd quite like to. I'd quite like to. Own them. <laughs> How to choose? So many good ones, actually. <laughs> Can't choose. Hey, it's hard. I know. I mean, especially with all the new sets constantly coming out. Yeah, right. I just saw. We were just. I was just talking about in my news segment of the haunted house. It looks awesome. I missed out on the first one they came out with. I don't think I own any of the fairground sets. This would be my first one. Yeah, right. This this so many, right? Yeah, they, they must look pretty pretty cool together. It's a, it's probably it's a remake of um, something that came out a couple of years ago. Yes, I uh, I believe it was the haunted house from two thousand nine or six it's or eight. Unrecognizable. New figures and um, new color scheme looks totally different. Mm-hmm. It's more of the fair style, which gives yeah, us that so. the the ride theme to it. Yeah, the previous one was more of a scary kind of haunted mansion sort of thing that would just be a standalone set yeah you're right this new one has lots of cool backs to the adventurers that we were just talking about yeah yeah it's kind of like kids just going into the ride and experiencing the haunted part of it yeah it's pretty cute like it. <laughs> now you can't choose a favorite lego set but do you have a favorite build that you've done a build that i've done uh, that was kind of difficult to choose too we made the arc 170 that i was um which is kind of like quite close to my heart because it kind of got me out of uh, that dark age that people often talk about of not building for a long mm-hmm. time. Got the Razor Crest, which is not bad. Tell you what, I think that maybe the Tri-Fighter, quite like the dark blue color scheme. And uh, it's got some really interesting techniques that I um, I thought up to make those kind of curved uh, sections around that central dome. That's I'm quite proud of that one. I haven't seen anyone to make anything quite. It's a great set because you're right. It is hard to get that those angles to it and make sure that you still have proportionality especially when if you're using it to compare to like the jedi interceptor right thank you (laughs) uh yeah quite pleased with that usually when i when i start building something um try to choose something that maybe many people have tried before Uh, kind of like the unusual uh designs or maybe unpopular designs something that have you don't really see often in Lego. So yeah, I think the Tri-Fighter is one of them. Not many people building um, the droid ships, I think. With some of these other Star Wars builds, uh, like mine, I would say I your Millennium Falcon looks fantastic. It's <laughs> the perfect s- scale and style. How long would you say a build like that would take you? Well, it's funny you should mention the Falcon. That was actually built uh, in under a week for, when it, for a contest recently. I can knock one out in about a week, but I sometimes take months and months if there's something that's really, really working on hard and I just can't kind of, you know, reach the right solution with a, with a building technique or something or to, to achieve like a, an angle or a shape that I like. Yeah, I, I think um, I've had some models that I've been spending months on. <laughs> Do you recall what your longest build was? Longest builds. Just trying to think of the stuff that I've built. I might have to look at my Flickr feed. <laughs> I guess the LAAT took maybe a couple of months altogether. And also the Headhunter has some really interesting angles. And um, really, I remember that really thin pointed nose on, the, yeah, on my Headhunter. And the there's like a cylindrical kind of dome cone shape behind the cockpit. Coming up with a solution for that took um, took weeks. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I often find myself just sitting down amongst my Lego and um, just staring at a part or staring at a piece of concept art or a screenshot and just um, just thinking, oh man, how can I do that in Lego? <laughs> how many times does it take to get something right 
do you usually revisit after a certain period of time or oh, yeah. once you've built it, you're like, I'm done. That's it. So it depends on the model. There's some models that I'm really happy with and I'm happy just to visit them again. I'm really happy with my LAAT. I've rebuilt recently my Arc 170 and the V19 Torrent and my V-Wing actually. So yeah, as time goes on, I feel like my building prowess maybe kind of uh, improves. My The techniques that I use, I keep kind of learning learning new things and I want to incorporate that into a new into a new or maybe an existing mock. So yeah, I'm constantly thinking of ways to improve things. I've got that Razor Crest model that uh, I should be trying to improve upon. Rich Boy J, prolific YouTuber, has um, has done a really good version of his. I think mine pales in comparison to his now. He's really outdone me. So I, I'd quite like to update that at some point. I'm not sure how. Though. I think his <laughs> is just massive though. It's huge. It's yeah. almost like 20,000, 15,000 pieces or something. Yeah. I think I think yours is very clean. There's a lot of screen accuracy, but yours is clean, which is nice to see. And that's the hardest part with Legos is making something with so many angles, curves, slopes look clean. Technique wise, how did you learn that? Did you just buy trial and error or are you looking at other people's builds, trying to get an idea? Yeah, well, f- f- first of all, it's um, a couple of years of just kind of crawling through Flickr or, um, or, or Instagram and looking at other people's builds and kind of building up like a mental library of techniques and images that, I, that, I've, that I've found. And then, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's just sitting down, and usually things grow pretty pretty organically when, when I start building. Um, and it's but it's useful to have all those kind of techniques that you've seen elsewhere in the back of your mind and trying to and trying them out. Yeah, it, and it takes years. And everyone, a lot of people ask me like, "How did you become so good at it?" I'm like, "Practice," because I'm not. There are people always that are better than I am at designing, and every designer I've talked to is the same way. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Practice practice makes perfect, as I say. It's a cliche, but it's true. Do you have any favorite designers? Yeah, um, there's a guy called Intert. He does some excellent builds. Really, really outstanding stuff. Literally every, everything he posts just blows my mind. Uh, what's his name? Seabricks C- C- or Calibricks on Flick and mm-hmm. Instagram. He's also really, really good. I took a lot of inspiration from his um, Arc 170 when I was building mine. Yeah, it's nice cool. to have such a, a large community with so many unique designs because oh, yeah. nobody builds something the same way. Yeah, you don't have to look very far, like look very hard to, to find some really, really cool stuff online. Yeah, Flickr and Instagram, really, really good communities. Yeah, I've only recently joined Discord, but um, it's nice to be part of the, the conversation around uh, yeah, building techniques and, and lots of contests host, hosted there too. Yeah, it's a good community out there. Now, you're working on your series or excuse me, your contests right now, but after the contests are over, do you have any major plans for any sets or uh, things in the works? Yeah, I've got, I've got maybe three or four um, works in progress that uh, have been uh, unfortunately a little bit uh, ignored recently. So I'd like to get back to those. Mm-hmm. Um, a few Star Wars things and a few um, original designs. So I'm, I'm quite keen to to get back onto those. Now I'm I'm trying to think. You live in Japan, so I'm going to guess your square footage is quite small. Um, it's quite spacious, so I'm quite lucky. I've got a room devoted to um, my hobbies, which is quite nice. <laughs> oh, that is nice. I don't even have that. My mine <laughs> just gets scattered wherever I can find space. I know how that feels. So all your all your d- big designs are kind of just laid out in stages, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, they, they currently occupy a little corner of the room, uh, kind of like left on each other while um, other things take priority. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get back to those uh, pretty soon, I hope. And now for your, your Instagram, I'm guessing, do you just take the photos yourself and do you edit them online? I've always thought 
photography is the weakest element of my of my building. Over over the years, I've I've kind of learned little tricks. Built myself a little light box out of an old cardboard box, and I yes, take some photos on my iPhone. <laughs> I don't have any uh, specialized equipment, and just do a little bit of photo editing in. Uh, that free software editing pro- program called GIMP. It's always hard because as designers, I think we we're so good at the first stage and then the follow-up and promotion and getting the word out is always uh, personally the hardest for me. It's hard because that's not our specialty all the time. Yeah, this is just something that I've picked up as I've gone along, really. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a lot to improve upon, I think. Be a good photographer and presenter of your work as well, not just the uh, the building aspect of it. Exactly, and that's hard. It, it because you you see it as great, but you have to make sure it looks just as good to you on a computer screen when yeah, you can't physically yeah. be there. So as I was talking about before, to jump back into our conversation of any sets you're looking to build, is there any? major set or design that you've always wanted to do that you see yourself trying to put some effort towards in the future here oh well i've got i've got a ton of um, clone wars era star wars builds uh i think the one that's missing from from that kind of series of of, of spaceships would be the um the y-wing the clone wars y-wing the kind of yellow and white quite mm-hmm. serious looking of the ship maybe i'd do that but i'm not sure i really want to (laughs) intimidating to 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 tackle but very cool all right two final questions one resistance or empire you mean uh, do you mean rebels or empire resistance or first order yeah i was gonna say rebels versus resistance rebels versus resistance um unfortunately this is gonna be like a longer answer than you might anticipate but um i feel like in the sequel trilogy the designs didn't really evolve that much from the original trilogy so the x-wings and the y-wings and the b-wings are pretty much the same there's not really much of a like a revolutionary design change do you know what i mean if you compare the prequels to the original trilogy there's some really big leaps in design change yeah and i i completely agree i think the only ship that i've loved since the new series is the U-Wing, which wasn't even in oh, yeah, the sure. new trilogy. It was in yeah, the uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Even then, there's, yeah. um, I don't know, it's disappointing that the, the lack of new designs that we've had in the, original tri- in the prequel trilogy, sorry. So yeah, I'd have to go for original trilogy just because those designs are so iconic, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's a good answer. There is no right or wrong answer, but it is a good answer. No, it's just a different aesthetic, I suppose, slightly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So my final question before we end uh, our interview today is Legos have been a part of your life since you were young, like many of us out there. And some people are still getting into Legos. What has Lego done for you? Ha- how has it changed or impacted you as a person and in your life? Well, right right now, that's quite easy to answer because, you know, in this in this quarantine, it gives me something to do. which <laughs> um, so is quite nice. On a, on a on a larger scale yeah it's uh i've always been quite creative i guess i enjoy art and things but i never really pursued that like in, in my academic kind of career so like in university i did a very science-based degree and all the way through school so i guess it's like a nice little um way to funnel my creativity something to to exercise that kind of part of my brain which i wouldn't necessarily be able to do otherwise i guess i don't know i just love lego <laughs> It's just an obsession for me at the moment, yeah. So you see yourself continuing in the future? Absolutely. 
Well, I think we'll see a lot more awesome and unique designs from you. You only have 65 posts on Instagram and you already have 4,700 followers. It just goes to show that a lot of people really enjoy what you're building. And personally, I hope to see all the new things that come uh, from you. You've got a great future in Lego. Thank you very much. And I just I wanted to thank you again for coming on and I'm taking already- your morning to talk to us. I, I want to tell everyone out there, again, go check them out. Thomas Jenkins Bricks. You won't be disappointed. There's some great builds out there. So thank you. Nice chatting to you. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a nice little chat. And I, I hope we can uh, chat again in the future here about more things Lego. Yeah, me too. Anytime, man. Another great interview for the Lego Stud podcast. I want to thank Thomas again. That was an awesome interview. And I really hope you do check out his work. He's got some great designs. He's really good at doing these competitions with some interesting bricks and creating some cool designs. If you want to check out some of my designs, head over to my main Instagrams, iBrickHeads and Lego underscore underscore stud. They've got some of my builds as well as trying to feature some of other people's builds. Also, if you're looking to get a Lego build commissioned, hit me up on my Fiverr account, which I've linked in the description. And if you're looking to be interviewed, I want to have as many people on this podcast as possible. Please message me, send me a voice message, or message me on my Instagram accounts. I think this is going to be a great podcast, not just for people who already build Legos, but people who are interested in Legos and want to get into into it as well. So I always leave you with this. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. Stop. Before you exit out this podcast, listen to my bloopsters. So LEGO has decided that for the LEGO Nintendo... While COVID-19... Oh, um, oh, sorry. Okay, we're going to go and go a bit, so going a bit weird. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no, no worries. Right. Do you have any major plans for any sets or uh, things in the works? You there? Um, like, a, like a technique. Am I still there? Are you, am I breaking up? Yeah, you cut out for a, a solid 10 seconds there. Oh, really? <laughs> okay.